This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio.com Sports presents Bet Sweats with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down the latest in sports betting. Okay, so Cleveland plus eight. That was a closing line. That covers. It goes under the 56. That was a lock once. Let me ask you this, Joe. What what do you think happened there? On Like it was 10 all week. I I, I mentioned when it was nine and a half somewhere else at one point. How does that much money come in that morning to move it by two points? Ross, I looked on Saturday night right before I went to bed. It was 10 and a half at one place. It's 10 and a half. So I'm assuming, okay, it's going to go the other direction. It's it's not public money. It had to be sharper money. We'll talk to some bookmakers throughout the week, but I was fascinated by that. The move from 10 and at one place 10 and a half to hours later, seven and a half. I was watching it wondering, are they really going to get all the way to seven? And what happened, so we mentioned the, the popular Saturday teaser and then if you were paying attention to this line movement, what set up was a great Sunday teaser because the Saints went inside of a field goal. So what you do is, is you take the obvious teasers there. You take the Chiefs basically just to win, and then you get all those points with the Bucks. So both sides covered think, in this game, by the way. Do you think if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, do you think the Browns still cover? No. I think there's no chance. What do you think? Well, I mean, the only thing Henny did, the only bad thing he did was throw that one pick. Other than that, he moved the ball. Like, he wasn't he wasn't the reason why they – the defense couldn't stop the Browns at that point when they had those back-to-back touchdown drives. They're also playing at a different pace. They're not running the ball as much, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I – I think you're probably right, but, you know, we all know the Chiefs. Look, again, Joe, eight wins in a row by six points or less. Eight in a row. They have not covered a point spread since November 1st. Ross, I think we're past the 75-day mark since the Kansas City Chiefs have covered a point spread, and people are going to bet them this week too. (laughs) Well, well. here's the thing, though. Well, I know we'll get into it, but some of these early line movement is – very, very interesting. All right, well, let's uh, dive a little bit more at the game you were at. I know you talked about the great crowd and some of the, the big plays in the game. So Bills win 17-3, to and, you know, a missed opportunity there. It felt like Baltimore was down by six touchdowns, but we did still have that chance to cover the teaser that everybody was, was in on. Baltimore outgained Buffalo by 120 yards. The problem was, was 0-3 in the red zone, 0-2 on Fourth down, the Ravens had five drives inside the Buffalo 30. And, and even if uh, you look at the Tucker kicks, if he hits those, th- then who knows what happens? Maybe maybe there is a cover at some point. You, well, but do even, we have, if he just, even if he just makes the two that he doinked, 
Yeah. It's 17-9 and, and the teaser covers. Yeah. It's uh if Lamar's out there in the fourth quarter, are we covering? You know, I think so, but the Huntley kid was okay. He was. You know, he moved him down a couple of times. The Huntley kid looked like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. Buffalo's now won eight games in a row going into the AFC championship game. Uh, Josh Allen didn't have to do a whole lot because the Ravens uh, offense couldn't get into the end zone. But what did you think of his performance on this big stage? Uh, say it again. I'm sorry, Joe. What did you think of Josh Allen? Uh, good, not great. I mean, I thought he was good. You know, the one thing we need to talk about that I think is significant for these games being in Kansas City and Green Bay, mm-hmm. the weather. You know, I mean – the wind greatly affected that Bills-Ravens game. It affected some of the punts. It affected the field goal kicks, obviously. And I think it affected the quarterbacks. I think it's part of the reason why Lamar missed some of those throws. And if anything, Josh Allen missed some of the deep balls. He threw it too hard with the wind, Joe. Do you notice that? See, here's the thing. I don't know what they're saying on the TV broadcast. When right. I'm doing the radio call, I don't know if they notice that or not. But I've talked to multiple quarterbacks that tell me they prefer to throw into the wind as opposed to with the wind. When you're throwing into the wind, you know you got to freaking rip it, right? Like you got to cut through the wind. When you're throwing with it, like on a touch pass, it's like, okay, well, how much, you know, how much do I put on it? Because the wind's going to take it. So he overthrew a couple with the wind. The other thing is the wind is inconsistent in Buffalo. Dude, we got close, by the way, to having a Browns-Bills AFC championship game in Buffalo, New York. I know. Which can you imagine if the two championship games were Green Bay and Buffalo? I mean, <laughs> unreal. But, uh, yeah, I thought Allen was good. I thought I thought he played well. I mean, but they really only scored 10 points. You know what I mean? Like, the the pick six was the other touchdown. So, it's not like he was lighting up the Ravens. All right, let's uh, move over to the NFC side. Take a look at what happened on Sunday. More line movement here. Bucks win 30-20. to That number came down on Sunday. It was three all week. Got off the three and down to two and a half. Tampa Bay covers. Tampa Bay wins outright. The under just barely comes in. Tampa Bay teasers. Cover here, Ross. A lot of different ways to go, whether we're talking about Drew Brees' last game, but uh, something you have to start with. Like When you look at the yards, it was almost identical. The passing yards for each team, the difference was one. New Orleans, 190, and Tampa Bay, 189. Turnovers, though. Four, nothing. Bucks didn't have any sacks in the game. It was all about those four turnovers. They turned three of them into touchdowns for the win. Couple thoughts here, three of them. Number one, Brady being in a 14th conference championship game in his 19 years as a starter is just stupid. It's just ridiculous at this point. I mean, he is making everybody else just look pedestrian. You know, we would be talking about how crazy it is that Drew Brees played until he was 42 and had this good of a career, if it weren't for Tom Brady, still be still playing. So that's crazy. It hurt me, Joe, 
to see Breeze throwing those picks in his last game ever. That hurt. That's now, tough. I don't think it matters that much. It's not like that's the difference in his legacy or whatever, but it still hurt. He still, I, I still didn't like seeing that. But the difference in the game was the turnovers. I mean, the pick by uh, – the first three interception by Breeze was the worst one. I mean, that was terrible and gave them the Mike Evans touchdown. What I don't – the key to the game, though, you know that the the Saints were up 20-13. to 13. They were at, in, in Bucks territory when Jared Cook got the ball punched out by Antoine Winfield Jr. That was the play of the game. 20 to 13, the Saints were about to go up two scores, one way or the other. But Winfield knocks the ball out, and that was kind of that. After that, it was a total takeover by the Bucs. Breeze threw another bad interception. It looked like, I don't know what happened there. Camara wasn't ready for it or didn't know the ball was coming. I don't know what happened there. But that was just a, that was a purely turnover game. Another game where it's not like the Bucs – like, I'm not sure the Bucs are better than the Saints. I'm not sure the the Bills are better than the Ravens. But that's how those games unfolded. And um, turnovers obviously make a huge difference. Although, you got to be excited, Joe, to see the next quarterback of the Chicago Bears in action, right? I mean, like, for you to see your guy, Jameis, throw that touchdown Please. pass. That would be awesome. You know that's going to – I mean, who else would be your quarterback? That's great. That's great. I love it. You're not going to draft one. Who no. Who's option? Sam Darnold? They, they, I guess they have to draft one, but they might not. You have a head coach and a general manager that, that are trying to save their jobs in the 2020 yeah, They're not drafting season. one. Yeah. They're going to the, bring in – they're going to trade something little for Darnold or they're going to sign Jameis Winston. That's and awesome. roll the dice there. I mean, they have to. They got to do something. Well – you know, they're going nuts at Hallis Hall yesterday. I doubt anybody was in wherever they were at their homes watching the games. It's because you we saw Sean Payton copy Matt Nagy. How about that? How about the James? That Jameis touchdown was a play the Bears ran against the Saints last week that wins with Don. Dude, that's awesome, by the way, <laughs> to run it the very next game. Yeah. You know, that's like you run it the very next game, but you actually execute it and execute it well that was that was awesome yeah it, it certainly was the the breeze thing it was kind of sad i mean their last four possessions fumble punt interception interception and aikman's out there talking like it's a new thing over the last couple of weeks that breeze can't push it down the field i mean come on we've been watching this all year earlier in the season it was Taysom hell was going out there whenever they needed to to go for a deep shot or he was going to run it. So yeah, it's disappointing, but he's 100% in the booth. They didn't want to say anything after the game. Of course, Brady didn't want to say anything on television. Uh, that's up to Drew Brees to do on his time when he wants to make that announcement, but that's happening for sure. A uh, couple other things that stood out. How about the elite receivers on both sides? Michael Thomas with the big goose egg on four targets and Evans, we said that they've done a great job shutting down Mike Evans. They did again. He had that three-yard touchdown, and that was it for the game. One catch for three yards. It was a touchdown, though. It was. But Lattimore owns him. Like, it's not even worth talking about anymore. Yeah. Lattimore owns Mike Evans. He owns him. 
How about, by the way, guys like Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson making clutch catches? You know, that's the thing that like people say, oh, Brady's got all his talent around him. It was Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller that were making those big catches. They were ridiculous catches, too. It's like, wait, did he grab that one? How did he do that? Uh, one other very Buc- impressive. One other Bucks player we haven't addressed. Maybe the most impressive player on the field yesterday. Dude, Devin White, a wrecking machine. 11 tackles, one for loss, an interception, and a fumble recovery, and a great return on that pick. He's an absolute stud. I mentioned this last week that they were getting him off the COVID list and that that would – dude, he he assassinates people. And how about the dude Marquez Callaway trying to tackle him after he got that interception? Oh, boom, right in his face. Get out of my grill. Get out of my face. Awesome. I mean, that that was – that was awesome. Um, and look, the, the the Saints had their chances. The Saints had so many chances in that game. You know, the Bucs kept getting penalties. The DBs were getting penalties. But I think that's part of the reason why we talked about it being hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. You just – one of those games, they're going to get the breaks and you're not. Uh, let's go to the other NFC game. Saturday, Packers over the Rams, 32-18. to 18. So Green Bay covers, it goes over. The very popular Green Bay teasers look good. The Rams teasers did not cover. It was close. This went to seven. It was six and a half all week. And right before the game on Saturday, you look up and know, what do you know? It is seven. Packers outgained the Rams by 240 yards. Number one defense, they outgained them by 240 yards. Packers 8 for 12 on third down. The yards per play, 6.7 to 4.9. Uh, Ross, I, I, you know, of course, Aaron Rodgers with an opportunity to go th- to the Super Bowl is big. But the big storyline as far as this game on Saturday, to me, no doubt, uh, what we addressed earlier with the offenses and the great quarterback play. You've got a great offense going up against a great defense. Take the offense. So you're right. It, it, you know, the defense wins championships thing? Dead. I don't know. Didn't work last year in the Super Bowl. That's for sure. And didn't work in this game. That's who let down the Rams, Joe. It wasn't the it wasn't the offense. I actually thought, Jared Goff, show me some things, man. Like, freezing conditions, the thumb injury. He made a bunch of good throws, didn't he? I mean, I thought he made some... A lot of deep, good throws. They didn't run it quite as well as I thought they would, but they were still right there. What was it? Uh, 25-18 after that. How about that Sean McVay hook and ladder two-point conversion? Yes, yes. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. And then Aaron Rodgers came back and threw the play-action pass bomb to Alan Lazard for the touchdown. But um, for me – no Cooper Cup hurt the Rams too, but it was it was the defense for the Rams that let them down. And you know what? How many times did I say last week, Joe, I just didn't know if Aaron Donald would be himself. Torn rib cartilage is worse than a rib fracture, cracked ribs. He wasn't himself. But even then, even then, Joe, they just did dumb stuff. Like fourth and one on their first drive and they false start. Had to settle for a field goal. Then the Packers are moving the ball, and Aaron Donald 
yanks Elton Jenkins' face mask down and gets that 15-yard penalty. That was one of the themes of Saturday for sure, and maybe even Sunday, but was road teams making stupid mistakes like that. Yeah, and even though they trailed throughout, Akers still got his 18 carries, 90 rushing yards, and a score. And I was impressed with Goff, especially with the thumb. It wasn't even that cold. Uh, We addressed it, Ross. These narratives just got out of control, especially in the first of the four games. It felt like people were talking about Packers and Rams so much because it was the first game. Just Goff can't play in the cold. He's complete trash. You know, he wasn't great. He had an 84.4 QBR. I mean, that's better than a lot of winning quarterbacks that we saw this weekend. Uh, he, he was somewhat impressive. And then the other one, Devontae Adams. Well, Jalen Ramsey's going to be on him the entire game. You didn't see that this weekend. And we told you that that's not how they were going to play it. He's not going to shadow Adams the entire game. And the Packers would adjust, and they did. Correct. And now it's a little weird. I don't think his prop went over, right? No, but he got into the end zone. He had 10 targets, nine catches, So, but he had a good game. But 10 targets and nine catches, it's hard to believe yeah. he didn't go over his prop bet. So I felt a little bit bad about that. It's weird because I know we told a lot of people, go with Devontae Adams. Jalen Ramsey's not going to be on him all the time. We were way ahead of that. I mentioned that a lot last week, but it kind of stunk that he didn't, that the prop bet didn't come through. But Nine catches. I feel like we were on the right side of that of that conversation. And Cam Akers hit the over, right? Uh yes, he did. 90. Yeah, he definitely hit it. So that was a high 60s, I believe. High, I thought it was high 70s, maybe. Was it, 60, it was 69 or 79. I forgot okay. which one. But either way. But yeah, Devontae Adams, nine catches, 66 yards, but wasn't able to. What was his 70 what? Uh, for Adams, yeah, um, it was nine catches for sixty-six yards. Yeah, so it was in the mid seventies, I think. Close, close enough in my yeah. mind. Uh, something else that stood out to me, Ross, was the offensive line play against that front. And we know it's not a hundred percent Aaron Donald, but zero sacks allowed without Bakhtiari. Yeah. Very, very impressive. If you would have told me that Billy Turner would be a competent left tackle, I never would have believed it. Yeah. So it sets up for a fun, fun championship Sunday, of course. This is BetSweats, Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker. want to remind you that BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help beat the sportsbooks. Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet will have his college basketball breakdown up later tonight. You can also go to BetQL.com, enter the promo code COSTOS, K-O-S-T-O-S, at checkout for 15% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types from the first time bettors to hardcore make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement, and historical betting results. Get started today, BetQL.com, also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Coming up next, we're going to break down these lines for Championship Sunday, the openers. Where do they sit? And is there any value right now early on in the week? Remember, there could be some movement later in the week. We saw that just uh, this past weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, this is Bet Sweats on the BetQL Audio Network.